Welcome to Hannibal's Horny Hibachi and welcome to Hannibal Season 2. This is a podcast where we don't know the meaning of the word cancelled and where we watch <laughs> and discuss an episode of Brian Fuller's Hannibal. I am your host, Sonia, your friendly neighborhood true crime nerd. Let's go around the table and introduce the rest of our party. Hey, I'm Celeste. I'm a nerd artist and I'm very new to Hannibal, so yeah. I'm JJ, local nerd, local filmmaker, and the fanable of the three. And we're recording live from my house. <laughs> so, from her dining room. And now we're going to have more time for wine since we don't have, we're not recording off site anymore. So, yay! Yeah, because it'd be weird to bring, like, yeah, actual wine into the to recording place. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, mm. I'm Spider-Man! Uh, but so in our season two intro episode, we watch Kasiki. Kasiki. Uh, we should have like hyped up season season two. Like, yeah, yeah season, season two. two. Yeah, yeah, we're back. <laughs> okay, now we're going to start. Yeah, where have we been since season one? What's been going on with uh, with everybody here? I uh, went on vacation. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the mic probably picked it up so nicely. <laughs> How about you, JJ? What have you been up to since season one? Uh, since season one, I've been mostly. Uh, Doing film stuff. Yeah. Went to film festivals, went to hot docs, uh, went to the Toronto Screenwriting Conference, and yeah, mostly been filling out applications for other stuff coming up, so I, I'm in limbo right now. Filmmaker limbo. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which is always a weird place to be. It is. What have I been up to since season one? Lots of writing, lots of work, lots of crud. <laughs> I, didn't realize, awesome. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I missed the show because I was like, last night when I was watching the episode, I'm like, I'm glad to be back now because I thought I would hate, I, when I first saw season two, I was always like, eh, it's not as good as season one. And now that we're going back to it, I'm like, I remember all this fun stuff. <laughs> it's not as good as season one. Oh, darn it. No, it's good as season I just didn't like certain aspects of it. I was like, eh. But now that we're watching it, I'm watching it with a fresh eye, and it's making me a lot happier. So, yeah, watch for that. No spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but in our season two intro episode, we watched Kaziki, which first aired February 28, 2014. In this episode, Alana is pressured to recant her report on Jack's ass hattery. Hannibal walks in, <laughs> walks on sunshine while pretending to be Will Graham, and we see a scene that has the has had the audio isolated by men, many a Tumblr user for illicit purposes. Well, you'll know the one when it comes up. <laughs> Will I? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this episode starts with a fight. I swear, Lawrence Fishburne looks like a tank here. Like, oh my god, you're just like tearing him down. So, what were you guys' initial thoughts about the start of this episode? Oh, you know it's going to be a good season if they started with a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I was very entertained. Well, it was one of the coolest things too, because like um, I must admit, I don't find Hannibal attractive. But the second he jumped over that table without having to use his hands, I was like, it <laughs> 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 was like evil laugh, evil chuckle. That's that lovely uh, mass uh, dance training coming in. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it's like leap, sir, leap. <laughs> it's like, damn it, you're like a gazelle, sir. <laughs> but the scene shows that uh, we were talking about this off mic that Hannibal would lose in a fight to brute strength like because uh, like he has to uh outsmart uh Jack for the whole thing because he knows if he were just to go like in a boxing match with with Jack mm. he would lose just because Jack is like this big powerhouse of a guy if this was Overwatch he'd probably be um can't remember the name of the character but he'd be one of the tanks <laughs> so he's more brain than brown <laughs> yeah, basically so. in this scenario because Hannibal would be Tracer 
that's who he'd be. Because he's small, delicate, but fast, and he can you can outsmart him. He goes back in time sometimes. <laughs> that's what Tracer is for. Play Overwatch. Play Overwatch. I didn't know Hannibal could do that. <laughs> but my favorite scene in this episode was um, when uh, Hannibal grabs a knife and stabs it straight through the to the woodcutter. The, the what is it? Um, Oh, the cutting board? Yeah, the cutting board. He stabs a tree through that thing. Oh my gosh. It would have been, been weirder if it was plastic, but it was solid wood. It was like four inches of wood. Well, not four inches. Two inches of wood. <laughs> but <laughs> no, no, no pun intended. So know that when Sonia tells a story, <laughs> she's going to give me more inches. What? <laughs> four inches of wood. <laughs> I was like, no, that's too much. No, it's just enough. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't that wasn't that a cool scene though? Because it's just like he like just smacks it down. And it goes like to the hilt in that thing. I know it's probably made of cheese or something to make it easier. <laughs> but the image of that was so cool. That's oh, the whole fight scene was really awesome. I really like the scene where with Jack, he like he took his tie and he wrapped it around his hand just to continue fighting. I thought that was really cool. That's the ghetto mm-hmm. training. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, just sew me up. I'll go in there. <laughs> oh, did they show uh, Hannibal fighting with an apron? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> And using his fridge door. <laughs> that was pretty fun. I would use my fridge door, too. Because it's like, um, he has the home field advantage, so he knows where everything is in that house. Yeah. And so it's really cool that he was like, uh, I don't know, that fight scene was just so fun. I yeah, that. it was very Jackie Chan-ish, just improvising with everything <laughs> around him. Well, it was like one of those like uh, realistic fights. Because mm. like, I hate heavily choreographed fights, because it looks like a dance more than a fight. This one looked like they were trying to kill each other. For real. Fight to the death. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen said some shit and Lord um, <laughs> <laughs> Fishburne had to take him down. I like the behind the scenes for that where like they were saying like they were, you know, filming on the day and they were just going at it like they were like in their twenties and thirties again. But then the next day they remembered they're not in their twenties and thirties anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like oh, uh. damn it. <laughs> but I think my favorite thing about the whole scene in general is just how we open up season two that way. And, like, the audience is like, whoa, what the hell's going on? And then 12 weeks earlier, yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, what a tease. And one of the weirder things about it, too, is it's shot in black. It's shot in black and white, right, I think? No, like, or it's really it, no. I, I just distinctly remember it being, like, oh, like that. But anyway, it's, like, it, it's shot like it's a flashback, it seems like. Like, the way they shoot flashbacks in season one is how this scene seems to be shot to me. That's what it was reminding me I think I was of. so into the fight, I didn't, so, yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I thought it was, like, not. the present. Yeah, I just thought it was, like, because when I first saw this episode, I thought it was, um, I thought it was a flashback. Like, I was like, oh, my God, something's happening. And then I'm like, oh, this is a flash forward. Ah, I get you. Mm-hmm. It's like, because we all know that Hannibal's going to end up in prison somehow. Mm-hmm. And, and, <gasps> what? No, I'm not kidding. I already knew that. <laughs> He's going to end up in prison. And so it's like... Uh, I think it's partly because they knew, like, the show was always hanging on by a thread in terms of, like, whether it was going to come back. So I really like that they always have a way to make it compelling without, while keeping it open for the next season, mm. if they get it. And so I was like, yeah, this is going to be cool. <laughs> like, is Hannibal going to die? Is he going to get stabbed? I want to see. <laughs> uh, what is it? But uh, so there's that scene where he cuts uh, Jack's throat and... Jack locks himself in the wine closet, I think it is. Yeah. And there's a there's this whole scene where Hannibal finally lets the mask drop, like where he's like he is the killer person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no lie, 
Mark me down as scared and horny. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, no whoa, chestness and oh, stuff. Oh, what is that line in Wonder Woman? He's like, I am frightened, but I'm aroused. <laughs> that was me. I was like, I'm kind of like, I, I'm kind of into this. Because <laughs> he had his like his neck open and he's covered in blood and his ass is out all nice. It's like, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm sorry. I get you. I totally do. I've seen that scene gif so many times on Tumblr. I think I'm just a slight um not dull. What's the word? I'm You're kind of used to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sedated now. It's just like, oh yeah. It's I remember that. Good times. <laughs> Memories. Moving well, I on. love when his hair gets like that. Like, uh, when it gets all messy. messy and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm here for that. Maybe I'm just not into really uh, upkept men. I need, like, <laughs> them to be <laughs> like beaten up. Really? <laughs> Every time, like, you know, there are moments where I'm like, wow, he kind of do look attractive. I have to, like, slap myself because I was like, no, he's Hannibal. He's an evil, evil man. <laughs> but it's one of those things I was discussing. One of my friends is uh, is working on a true crime show. And, he like, he was the one who was originally going to be on the show because he's – but he's terrified of gore. But now he's working on a true crime show. And so now he's heavily into, like, the true crime lore, though he only <laughs> focuses on what the show is about. And now mm. he's sending me messages like – man, I find the serial killer attractive. <laughs> I'm, like, grossed out. I'm like, oh, you're going to become one of those girls. <laughs> and I'm like, there's a reason why they attract victims. It's because mm. most of them are pretty beautiful. and Or they have something alluring about them that can bring people in. They're, they're bad boys. Yeah, they're like, uh, what is that? Like, they have something attractive so you get into the trap. I'm doing a, ha- a trap gesture with my hands. Well, they, they bait you with something. Yeah, so yeah. You, they bring you in. They have yeah. to allure you somehow. It's like fishing. But evil fishing. <laughs> but, so we already mentioned this, but seasons two in universe in universe time frame is set at twelve weeks. So the uh, the final episode of Hannibal will be twelve weeks total for the for all out, all the episodes. I think it's thirteen, like the last season. Mm, okay. So it's thirteen weeks or thirteen episodes, twelve weeks. So four months, three months. Yeah, roughly. Anyway, something like that. I kind of laughed when I said twelve weeks later because I was so into the fight and I was like yes yes get him get him I was like so like tense during it too and there's like 12 weeks later I was like oh <laughs> at the wait how it's many like, episodes oh. to get to this point now well it was such a culture it was such a shock a shock too because like they cut to him having dinner at Hannibal's house and I was like it's kind of I like the little mood whiplash of that like they're just like he makes him dinner and like they're just quietly talking about Will and Mm-hmm. It was just like a beautiful contrast. I love that. Even though I, I wonder why I don't get the impression that um, that uh, Jack likes the food Hannibal makes. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like the pageantry of it. Maybe I think I wrote a note here. How like, I was going to ask you guys if you guys would eat the food that Hannibal makes you because I'm so picky. I probably won't. <laughs> but- it's like damn it, Hannibal order pizza. <laughs> It looks, uh, looks too fancy to me. Well, I'm already kind of, hmm, like, I don't mind some sushi, but I have a lot of trouble with, like, uh, with the with the thick, like, uh, cut Rolls? of salmon and whatnot, mm-hmm. like, the oh, really, yeah. really fishy sushi. <laughs> I, I kind of more, I like the Western sushi, like, uh, <laughs> teriyaki chicken and California roll. <laughs> or, <laughs> just, or, 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 yeah, yeah. or just cucumber roll, you know, really plain sushi. <laughs> Uh, but I think not to be rude, I would at least bite it because on the br- on the bright side, he serves you how many courses, so there's only like a few bites in each course anyway. Mm-hmm. So just suck it up. Yeah, like the portions are so tiny that he <laughs> serves. That bothered me the most because I was like, man, what the hell? Like, 
Give me some more, you <laughs> cheap <laughs> bastards. But that's the thing, too. You're supposed to also eat the pageantry. You're yeah. supposed to eat the, the visualness, too. So. Oh, yeah. It's like a it's Do you a mean like for your eyes? eyes? Yeah, a oh, feast for your eyes. That's what's yeah. also supposed to fill you up. <laughs> but also, I suspect that he um, he serves you food that he thinks you would, you would enjoy. Like, it's something a little bit higher than your standards, but it's something you'd still like. Cause would it, he, like, make me french fries? <laughs> <laughs> he make me, like, sweet potato fries with, like, <laughs> spicy mayo or something. <laughs> oh, man. Well, never mind then. <laughs> but, because uh, he, uh, I get that, got that impression when he um, had beer for Alana that she'd really like. I think he does like he is so in tune with like the socialness of his friend of his so-called friends that he knows what they'd like. Even though I probably wouldn't eat like especially this season it's all pretty much like sushi and stuff or a lot of fish-based food it seems. Did I ever did I ever tell you when I had a <clears throat> a re- uh, revelation uh Dan, uh, my husband asked me um he's like why does the Hannibal ever just make soup? Why can't he <laughs> why can't we just have soup? I'm like, because, I'm like, that's poor people food. Why would he do that? That's why I only serve certain, like, like higher class food. You'd never see soup or anything. And then I was like, oh, my God, that's all I ever ate as a kid. I was like, goulashes and stews. And I just finally dawned on me. Hamburger soup. I mean, poor people. Because <laughs> it feeds more people. Yeah. And when you have a house full of, like, four four or five kids <laughs> it feeds more <laughs> so i just had this weird revelation i was like oh it's oh like, well it, i'll still eat it too i'll still eat hamburger soup, soup. <laughs> i love hamburger or soup. kd with hot dogs <laughs> oh my god oh, tomato soup with hot back. dogs and i used to hate when my dad would make that he makes it so terrible i'm like why did, would you ruin craft dinner like that <laughs> Uh, but it also was cool to find out that a lot of characters that exist in the Hannibal Rising universe also exist here. Because Hannibal mentions Lady Mirasaki, who is his aunt by marriage, who is one of the major characters of Hannibal Rising. Mm. One of my favorite players, she, uh, she was played by Gong Li in the movie, one of the only really good parts of that movie. Like, the movie sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But she was really cool in it. But I love her. But I don't appreciate how everyone on the show infantizes Will. Like, it bothers me, because I'm like, they keep acting like Will has no agency, but I think it's it's related to the fact that he obviously has a mental illness, is not able to take care of himself in any significant way, because he's been so manipulated for the last bit. But yeah, I just don't like how they refer to him as a dog and stuff. Like, they call him, like, he calls him his bloodhound and oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. That part bothered me, because I'm like, he's a human being and he's in jail. Like... <laughs> Well, he's in criminally insane hospital, which is technically jail. Well, I think it's an interesting thing in that because he is where he is, he's in a mental hospital and he's, you know, he's going to go to trial. It's one of those uh, things that happens when you become, even even if you're not officially a criminal in a court of law, once you get that status... Your status as a person goes down. Mm-hmm. So even mm-hmm. if they don't mean to, they're both trained to think of criminals in a certain way. So that's yeah. probably why they use a weird soft metaphor like that of a of a dog. Yeah, a dog <laughs> not quite a person, it. but you yeah. would still take care of that creature, a dog. Well, they do treat him like a dog in season one. Yeah, yeah. like because he yeah. like because uh, Alana was the only one who seems to have his best interests at heart in terms of seeing. No, she going. sucks at it. Yeah, she's terrible <laughs> at it. Like because she like she was really tough this episode. I really liked her this episode because she was she's taking care of Will's dogs, which I really the oh, good yeah. points. Hmm. All of them. 
And she goes out every night to find, well, it seems like every night, she goes out every night to find Winston, who returns to to Will's house. And I'm like, aww. Freaking Winston. (laughs) Because, like, anybody else would be like, oh my god, like, Will's freaking dog team, like, what the hell are we going to do with them while he's in prison? (laughs) And so people would have gotten rid of them, and she keeps them all. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. But she doesn't back down when they're like, the FBI is trying to, like, uh, strong-arm her into recanting her testimony about what happened, what she thought happened with Jack. So I really appreciated her this episode. Good mm-hmm. writing. Makes me like a hated character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it? Uh, but I'm not usually into tans, but Mass and Ralph Sparza are making me reconsider, because they both have really nice tans. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm into that now. I'm just like, uh, twirling my hair right now, and I'm like, eh, they have nice tans. <laughs> I'm into that now. Who the what now? Ralph Sparza, Chilton. Oh, right. Yeah, he's beautiful. Like, uh, since this season largely takes place in the criminally insane hospital, there's more Chilton, so hooray for me. I love that. And Chilton's going to be on the show more. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, like, did you guys have any thoughts about when we first see Will in the criminally insane hospital, where he's totally toning out Chilton the whole time? Poor baby. Um, <laughs> we're sitting in that cage and stuff. I know, I know those weird, here. weird like those cages. cages. Mm-hmm. He was like right on like on the ball with like the um, the dunk tank. Oh yeah, like it really does look like that. You know, it was weird. Uh, I did. I actually only noticed it when I watched it again for for this podcast. I was like, you know, what those cages look like, and I was like, uh, in um, oh, shit, what's that old ass movie? Mm-hmm. Clash of the Titans, the original uh, Clash of the Titans. Yes. That bird cage that she gets the what the princess gets flown in to go see the. The guy in the swamp. Have you guys seen that movie? No. I've seen it like a okay. million years ago, okay. yeah. All, right, well, All I remember is the owl and like um, the serious yeah, uh, I finally was looking at the cage and I was like, what? that is a weird ass fucking cage. You would stick anybody in just to go visit them. <laughs> like I've never heard of anyone being in cages except in Russia. So <laughs> when they were doing that one serial killer, he was in a cage in, in the courtroom. So um, Barty, uh, they did that to a guy in uh, Harry Potter too. Like uh, in, but that's a wizarding world, and they yeah. need something they medieval need something, like yeah. that. I guess that's the, is the word I'm looking for. It felt really medieval to stick them in a cage, even if you're just yeah. Why couldn't very you just fashion? I guess <laughs> yeah. It's like what I don't know. The only thing I can wonder is it, it must be a visual thing for the show. Yeah. It has to be. That's it's just a, a route they went. How can we film this? To make their conversations more interesting, let's yeah. stick them in a bird cage, <laughs> this really big hall, and just go. He sits inside of it. Yeah. Because like, they have a similar thing in uh, in Red Dragon where Edward Norton as Will Graham is visiting Hannibal and there's like a, there's a, he's not allowed outside, right? So they have this room he can walk yeah, around yeah. in a circle and there's like a line that says do not cross. cross. Yeah. So do you, you know the part that where you're in like the kill zone basically? Yeah. And so that's what it reminded me of because there's probably a line around the cage that says like do not cross. And I'm like, what are they philosophers? Yeah, it's like it's such a weird bondage moment too. Yeah. This season, okay, I'm glad you brought it up. This I'm like, geez, what did, how did I cut, get into this Clive Barker novel? What's going on? So, it's more kinky this yeah. season. Well, because I like the show. I, as I mentioned in previous episodes, like the show gives you kinks you didn't realize. You had. Gets worse in season three. Yeah, oh, damn. Especially when we get to the Mason part and how much he's into treating people like animals. Uh, I'm like, yeah. Mm. Oh no! Yeah, you'll see when we get there. <laughs> 
you'll see. <laughs> but um, so, uh, so we go to these two unrelated guys who are. Uh, at a waterfall looking for beaver dam or something. I can't remember. Yeah, like they were, there was some sort of clog or flood or something. I yeah, there's a clog there and they're trying to clear it up and they yeah. think it was a beaver dam. Or so shout out to the first real reaction to finding a body on the yeah. show. He was just yeah, like freaking that was, out. The, that was legit. <laughs> yeah, the skin flying off Ooh, the guy's face. It was so gross. Like I would never feel clean again after falling into that water. It's like he probably got a, a mouth yeah, <laughs> full of amoebas and stuff and like dead people. Ooh. Uh, that's so gross I'll never go in a lake again (laughs) well I always hate that idea of stepping on something in a lake like I went to uh, there's this place in Winnipeg nearby called Birds Hill Park and they have a they have a man-made lake there we went swimming there last year and I stepped on a bag that was buried in the sand in the water (laughs) that was the worst moment of my life I thought it was a jellyfish yeah I was like oh my god it's in the water and then I (laughs) am bag flies (laughs) I'm like god your people are dirty It's kind of funny. Uh, earlier, I went to go on a picnic with my friends because we're, we're we're cute like that, <laughs> and, and you know, like um, because we went to a did he, the, did he have the little basket? Yeah, we did. <laughs> it, was, it was pink and super cute. A little blanket. It was really nice. <laughs> it was cloudy out, but you know, we, we oh, made yeah. it work. It's all about the company. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyways, um, we went to the center point, and there's like a, a bridge that like. From Portage, it connects to the oh yeah the, the walking bridge, yeah. and we would, like walk across that, and there's just like a bunch of wood in the water, and it looked like a dam, and I was like, oh my god, it reminds me of that, that episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, be <laughs> yeah. By the way, I watched that last night. Bad idea to go <laughs> watch that before bed. <laughs> just like lying in bed, like oh. I was so disturbed. <laughs> uh, so there, we cut back to. Uh, a scene where Hannibal is talking to Bedelia and he talks about uh, a chair of antlers that is both grotesque and useful. Mm. I'm like, more like shark- sharp and uncomfortable. Like, what the hell? It sounds ugly as hell. Like, I've seen one at Cabela's. If they don't have them in America, Cabela's is like a hunting store. Mm. And, like, basically that's Hannibal Lecter store because it's all antlers all over things that shouldn't have antlers on them. It's well, just it's terrible. More like a Will Graham store. <laughs> What's with the obsession with antlers, though? Well, I guess it's a metaphor for the the Wendigo, too. Like, because uh, antlers always look weird to me. Like, I don't understand people who keep them as trophies. I don't know. Well, not as, like, keeping it as a trophy, but, like, seeing, like, designs of, like, antlers is, like, I know, I kind of like it. I like moose antlers better, because, like, they don't look as sharp and as... Well, I guess uh, the show was ruined me forever for deer antlers, but, like, now every time I see them, I'm like, oh my god, someone's gonna, like, pierce a body on top of that thing. (laughs) Yeah, so I used to actually think, uh, yeah, antlers were kind of grotesque and just, like, "Ah, why would you need those, or whatever, you know. Never thought much about the imagery of it, but now the show, yeah, has ruined me for antlers. Whenever I see antlers, I'm like, Hannibal. Well, antlers and moose are so cute. I think it has to do with, um, so, uh, like, this is totally unrelated, but, uh, so, like, in, in John Wayne Gacy used to be a clown, right? Like, he used to dress up as a clown. One of the big things about why he looks so creepy is that in clown makeup, you, you do round shapes of your face. Like, round around the eyes, round around, mm. round lips around the mouth, like a little button nose he used to have sharp images like sharp lines like points on his makeup so more harlequin yeah so well like it looks so like scary like in terms like i I could probably pull up a picture but yeah when he it would look like um like predator eyes basically and so it was terrifying and i think that's why i don't like deer antlers because they're sharp whereas moose antlers are rounded yeah i guess so yeah i guess round is always a little bit more whatchamacallit 
Round's always a better thing. That's why I'm so tubby. <laughs> so, that's why you're so lovable. <laughs> that's why I look like Snorlax when I walk around. <laughs> well, I love the Snorlaxes are cute. I love them. Me too. Yeah, let's see if I can lift this to show the room. Yeah, just look up oh, John Wayne Gacy clown makeup. Yeah, that is creepy. Yeah, it's like all show, all show points, yeah. Um, I think the scariest thing about this episode, though, was the isolation of Will in prison. Yeah. Because it's like his, so yeah, puppy. his mind is like his prison, too, because, like, there's no stimulation there. Like, I thought that was the scariest thing, and that, that'll keep me from prison. Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I didn't bring notes today, so you just you just remember all that stuff for me. Um, I do not recall. Is the subject of the Mind Palace brought up at all in season one yet? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I think this is the first time we actually get to see a glimpse of Mind Palace, because that is what Will is doing, his escapism fishing in the stream and all that. But the um, stream starts filling with horrible things. Yeah, yeah, so it's just like, I think, uh, yeah, this is our first glimpse into that theme mm. of the Mind Palace. The, where do you go to escape if when you're stuck in prison? And it'll come up for Hannibal eventually, but, uh, yeah. This is, like, the only place you can go when there's, yeah. like, nothing you can, like, like distract you from. Well, it's so scary because, like, I think that's what keeps me from doing things that would get me into prison is the idea that <laughs> that, your, that your content is so um, so restricted, right? Because mm-hmm. I love being able to look up, like, hey, what was, in, what was the first person who pooped in space? Like, who else sort of thing? Like, I love being able to look that kind of stuff up. Like, so. <laughs> Changes. <laughs> like, I look up weird things. Like, it's bizarre. <laughs> well, I'm just like, I've never thought of that before. <laughs> How do you poop in the space? That's sort of in space. We'll never know. <laughs> but it's like, I, I don't like the idea of, um, like, because this room is just a room. Like, stone walls, like a cot for a bed, itchy blanket, probably no pillow, and, like, his jumpsuit. Like, like there's nothing. a sink and toilet. Oh, yeah, it's a sink and toilet. So it's, like, basic, right? Yeah. And I'm like, that's terrifying to me. Like, the idea of... Of, uh, there being no stimulation allowed freaks me out. Like the idea of like you you, you have to be stuck with your thoughts. Too. Yeah, stuck with my thoughts, and it's not a good place. In there. <laughs> it was weird too. It's like they must like what I thought was a weird thing, and it might have been just uh, I don't know one of those things that they just forgot about in filming. Uh, when he's being served his food on his tray, he actually got like a plastic fork and knife, and I was like, they wouldn't do that in prison. Yeah, yeah. like a real, like, especially if he was up for the. The, the crimes they think he did. Like the 14 murders. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Two like, of them were not eaten. <laughs> yeah, I was like... But then, I don't, I'm not even quite sure how it would work in prison. Like, well then, how what utensil do they use then? Sporks. Like, Sporks? okay, I've been... In the time between season one and season two, I've been watching a lot of prison documentaries. Oh, okay. And so I looked up... Uh, one, once I saw them in... Uh, I saw a bunch of guys in a cafeteria, and they all got sporks, which are like spoon forks. Hmm. Uh, but people will find the best ways, the most insane ways to make shanks in prison. It's really amazing. Like, because they, like, take the little razor blade out of their razors and, like, they cut up a toothbrush and melt it down and, like, that's the shank. I'm oh, like, damn. man, you guys are smart. Like, you guys are smart. <laughs> so time. Imagine if these guys, like, had, cho- had not chosen a life of crime. Where the hell would they be? Because <laughs> like, it's like, they have nothing from but time, I guess. Like, yeah. It just reminds me of uh, that quote from the Golden Girls, where uh, <laughs> Blanche is talking. Uh, Rose is trying to sell her house as a as a halfway house for for criminals, and she's like, "Yeah, I don't want a bunch of burly men in my house who are like spent did nothing for twenty years, but like lift weights and 
count the days. <laughs> She's like, getting pretty herself on more. And more. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I feel you. I feel you, Blanche. But I am into the Will hating Hannibal bits in this episode. It makes mm. me very happy. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So Hannibal comes to visit Will at, in prison, and it just like, it makes me feel like a big man to see Hannibal all like being hurt by Will. <laughs> It's like there's a, and like it was funny to me because he's like um, Will's telling We're not him, friends. He <laughs> <laughs> laughed so hard when Will was like telling him like once he finds out how to how to get back at Hannibal there there will be a reckoning, and Hannibal's like I trust you'll figure it. like he's saying like basically yeah. you're gonna figure it out. I have faith in you, Will. I, I always like, have. Oh, it's like he's gonna kill you. <laughs> like, he seems so smug. He's <laughs> like I know you're gonna do it, but it's gonna be fun to watch. It's like, I, I don't know, does he really think Will's going to do it? Like, does he really think Will's going to catch him? Like, I, I was wondering about this, the whole, like, I think it's the thorough line of the whole season where he's like, I don't know if Will's going to catch me. Because, like, he, Will is in prison because of Hannibal. Mm. And, like, nobody believes him. Yeah. And I'm like, does he think that Will's going to catch him? Like, is he, like, hoping he will so he, his love is justified? I don't know. Like, Maybe he doesn't think it, but he's secretly he hoping. Hopes. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, as we all know, he wants... Will to be his, be his buddy. Damn it. No, <laughs> He wants Will to be his buddy. Best friend. You know, and it's just... Oh, best friends. Although, this probably isn't the best way to go about it. Yeah. He is really forcing Will to, like, really, like, fight. You know, mm-hmm. and just to come out of his shell. And, you know, like, you can already see in this episode, he's different from season, season one, one. Will. Yeah. He's already something different. Like, yeah, that's and, true. And uh, Jack Crawford already hints at that. He's like, you know... Uh, you're not at all that guy I saw in his classroom how many months ago? And he's like, yeah. Where you pushed his glasses? Like, you yeah. probably cut off um, Jack's hand and <laughs> break it or something. Well, you can't hide behind glasses anymore. Yeah. So. Where did those go, damn it? Like, damn it. Like, what did they take from You just get them back, though. Yeah. Does Eventually. he, like, cheese them or something? I don't know. Uh, they're probably with all this stuff in a little envelope in a bag in a yeah. locker or something. What do you imagine's in that bag? It just be, like, uh, Spider-Man underwear, khakis... <laughs> A really old plaid shirt, five dollar glasses <laughs> with the scratchy lenses. <laughs> so I'm just imagining the worst about him. Annabelle kind of makes me laugh, like of like how we like think of him wanting to be friends of like Will. Like um, you guys haven't watched this like um the Harry Potter musical. There's like a oh quote yeah yeah by Voldemort who's like oh what exactly did he say? It's like. You think, like, killing people will make people like you, but it doesn't. It just makes them dead. <laughs> <laughs> if, the, if there's, like, a Hannibal parody, that's definitely his line. That's his line. <laughs> yeah. People are just dead. <laughs> uh, but I love the look. Like, I think we discussed this last season, too. I love the looks Hannibal gives when no one's watching. Like, he's talking to Beverly in the... in the. Oh, that made me so nervous. Yeah, like, because she's, like, she's talking to him, and whenever she looks away, he's thinking about something. I love the, the micro-expression of Naz. I always say that, but it's like, it's really cool to see him act, because you know what Hannibal's thinking. I'm like, damn, he's a good actor. <laughs> so, I'm just blown away by that. It's well, just it's like, like oh. yeah, he's definitely like working with so many layers, because and it's almost like I feel like when he does that, he's doing, like, uh, he's almost like breaking the fourth wall, but not. Yeah. Like, because we, the audience, know like what the hell is going on. Is, yeah. <laughs> and then he does those subtle looks, and we're like, oh, if he could, he'd go, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we're just, like, pointing our shoulders. Like, eh. <laughs> <At this> point. <laughs> yeah. 
I well, see what you like, did there. Because, <laughs> well, like, Hannibal, like, I hate him as a character. Like, I, but I, I love how he gets things done. Like, you, you, you love to hate him, basically. He reminds me of, uh, <coughs> of Freddie Lowndes in that way. Because, mm. like, he is, like, uh, he does hateful things, but he does them in such a fun way. Like, he, he's so cool. Like, um, so fun. Like, we were discussing that earlier about how, like, uh, women get stalked all the time and how, like, there's this beautiful post on Tumblr, um, about how Hannibal is a female power fantasy, mm-hmm. and that if Hannibal were a woman, it would be so cool because nothing would really change about his behavior. It's really fascinating. It's on my uh, Tumblr if you guys want to read it, but it's just really cool that he he gets to do all the things that women wish we could do with without impunity. So, like, there's a guy who stalks him, he just kills him. And I'm like, man, how many women have dreamed of, like, just being able to kill him without uh, problems? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just drinking my beer right now. I'm just like, Yeah. <laughs> You no, should it's, uh, it's post that on our, thing. <laughs> on our Tumblr page. Oh, yeah, I'll post it on there later. Oh, I'll do it right now. My computer's right in front of me. Do it. Uh, but uh, So I would imagine any normal person would be suspicious of Hannibal taking to Will's role. Like, I know Hannibal is one of the, like, the premier psycho- psychiatrists in Baltimore. Sorry, we're all burping. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, but it's... I'm taking pop, so... <laughs> it's kind of suspicious that Hannibal's like, oh, yeah, like... Because if in any normal person, if they found out that Will thought they were the killer, like, he would not be involved in that. Like, any normal person. So it's like, maybe it's because I'm a true crime nut and, like, I know of these things. Yeah, I feel like it would be a conflict of... Uh, conflict of interest, interest yeah. at, at the very least. Yeah. But, you know, it's fucking Baltimore. <laughs> in this universe where there's so many bigger things to worry about inclu- including a killer who obviously wants to build a mosaic of some kind so it's like, yeah it's like they're not worried about this conflict of so, yeah we're like this is tiny compared to all the bullshit that goes on in this state so. well it reminds me a lot of the fact that a lot of serial killers tend to stick close to law enforcement or be involved with it so we're gonna jump right into today's under the table true crime segment because it focuses on one such guy who uh has a really fascinating life so yeah. all right let's get into it yeah so <laughs> 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 a serial killer corner <laughs> we gotta get a song for this she's yeah. got, like a uh, kira shout out to kira we gotta get her to play just like a really scary psycho note on her violin like, yeah <laughs> just on the Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes. Just, like, saw that damn thing. But anyway, <laughs> so while attending community college in California, where he had the hopes of becoming a California state trooper, Edmund Kemper was denied as he was too tall for service. At six foot nine, as an adult, he weighed 13 pounds at birth and was a full head taller than other, ch- than other children at the age of four. He was nicknamed Big Ed by local cops who considered him a friendly nuisance at a local bar called the Jury Room where cops would regularly regularly hang out. But Kemper was also a serial killer who would rape and murder female hitchhikers and commit necrophilia on the corpses. Yeah. As a child, he was incredibly smart but also really antisocial and exhibited psychotic behaviors such as the time he buried a cat alive digged it out once it had died, and then cut off its head and mounted it on a spike. He then killed another cat when he felt that the cat preferred his sister to him. No. (laughs) He used to cut off the heads and hands of his sister's dolls and would sneak out of the house to go to a local teacher's house to peep on her. His older sister was also a bit of a psycho. Uh, She once tried to push him in front of a train and pushed him into the deep end of a pool where he nearly drowned. 
Like other serial killers, Kemper had a terrible relationship with his mother. His mom obviously preferred her daughters and treated Kemper with nothing but contempt, as she felt showing him any affection would turn him gay. This is from the Wikipedia page. I didn't say this myself. <laughs> Quote fingers. Okay. <laughs> she also made him sleep, sleep in a locked basement for fear that he would hurt her daughters. Kemper ran away at 14 to mm. live with his dad, who quickly sent him off to live with his grandparents, which was a really bad idea as he killed both of them with a rifle his grandpa gave him to hunt with. He later told the cops that he wanted to see how it would feel to kill his grandma and ended up killing his grandfather so he wouldn't have to live without her. Due to his age, Kemper's crime was deemed too incomprehensible for a person of his age and he was diagnosed with schizophrenia and sent to a state hospital. While at the hospital, Kemper was a model prisoner with one of his psychiatrists later commenting, he was a very good worker, and this is not typical of a sociopath. He really took pride in his work. He would also help the doctors administer psychiatric tests to other prisoners. He was also allowed into doctors' offices by himself and without supervision to read the texts therein. After his arrest as an adult, Kemper stated that being able to understand how these tests functioned allowed him to manipulate his psychiatrists and admitted that he learned a lot from the sex offenders to whom he administered tests to. For example, they told him it was best to kill a woman after raping her to avoid leaving witnesses. He got his youth record deleted, with, deleted as an adult when he left the hospital. And a doctor from the hospital commented, If I were to see this patient without having any history available or getting any history from him, I would think that we were dealing with a very well-adjusted young man who had initiative, intelligence, and who was free of any psychiatric, psychiatric illnesses. <laughs> it is in my opinion that he has made a very excellent, had a very excellent response to the year's treatment and rehab, and I would see no psychiatric reason to consider him to be of any danger to himself or to any member of society. And since it may allow him more freedom as an adult to develop his potential, I would consider it reasonable to have a permanent expunction of his juvenile records. He then went on to kill eight people, including his mom. Um. <laughs> so, you can read up more about Edward, Edmund Kemper at your local library. I didn't really want to get into his killings because they were kind of really terrible. Like, I'm was, already reading like snippets and i'm just like mm. yeah like he was a lot like ted bundy in that yeah i was gonna wanted, say it reminds me of ted bundy yeah he wanted to kill uh the person he really wanted to kill was his mother and so he kept killing her in effigy until he finally killed her and he was like okay i'm done now oh sorry <laughs> but yeah it was uh it's something that really fascinates me that a lot of serial killers are involved with cops like i don't know cop uh the police force yes has good people but on the whole, has a lot of really bad people. So hence their bad reputation. Yeah, I think. exactly. Not just because we're Aboriginal, but just because we, <laughs> we know not because statistically <laughs> they're terrible. But because I, um, I remember my good friend from work, uh, her husband, her ex husband, was a police officer, and he was he totally abuses his power. It's terrible. Oh no! Because like, I, I like. Being a cop attracts a lot of people who are going into it for the wrong reasons. Mm. It reminds me of that Simpsons line where this guy's like, forget the badge, where did we get the freaking gun? Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of that. So a lot of people are attracted for the wrong reasons. It's mm. like, yeah, I can treat people terribly. <laughs> but <laughs> it just drives me nuts, though. Like, I think that, um, I think because we're into true crime, we see a lot of the incompetence of the police, and I think that gives them a bad reputation in that way, too. But I think it's mm. well-deserved, especially in cases like, um... Was it uh, Robert Picton? 
the cops knew about him for years before he was caught. And there was only one person who kept bringing it up, bringing it up, bringing it up. But the cops were like, nah, he's fine. Just, <laughs> like, it just prostitutes who I'm missing. Nobody cares. Oh, wow. And I'm like, wow. Ah! So, like, a bunch of people could have been saved if they had really taken a uh, taken a initiative to look into it. But, yeah, it just bothers me that... It's only by sheer luck sometimes that they end up catching the person that they mm-hmm. want to catch. Even in this universe, it's like, it's only because, uh, well, I was about to spoil something, but <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> but they have to use a psychotic killer to find other psychotic killers on the show. That makes me pause a bit, so I don't know. You know how the cops, like, the cops are really good at their job, but they're really incompetent in terms of, like, how, how much Hannibal is able to manipulate them. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, like, it, it doesn't make them seem stupid, it just makes them unaware, I guess, if that makes sense. It reminds me of, um, in The Walking Dead when, uh, Rick, uh, covered himself in zombie guts to get amongst the zombies. That's what it reminds me of. It's like, it's such a thin disguise to me. I think, I think what you're, I think what you're trying to say, and I think uh, Hannibal said it in, uh, the films, is, um... What makes them special is their imaginations, and that's what helps them figure out other killers. Whereas, I think a lot of people who go into law enforcement, they just want to do good in this world, mm-hmm. so therefore they can't think horribly. They see horrible things. They know what people are capable of, capable of, but they couldn't imagine how killer A got to victim B and made this mess. Yeah. yeah. So whereas. That, I think that's the fun thing. Of, well, it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cool thing. Okay. <laughs> the you know what I mean? Thing. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Well, a good example is how um, our awesome uh, uh, best buddy of Will goes up to him and asks him for help. Because it's like, I'm sorry, buddy. I know you're in jail, but you got, that, you got yeah. that awesome imagination. Here's the file. And yeah, what I like, too, is he even says you got pictures. Because mm-hmm. that's even from the, that's from the film, right? Yeah. And, yeah, Ooh. that's what Hannibal says, too. Uh Oh, Clarice, Clarice. wanted to see the pictures. Yeah, yeah, pictures. But in that case, it was more of a, like, it seemed kind of pornographic in that sense. Like, it kind of felt like in in the movie, he wanted to see the pictures just for the thrill of it. Yeah. Like, because I I don't know, Hannibal here is more about the show. Like, Hannibal in the show is more about the show. Whereas Hannibal in the films is more about the the feeling it gives him. Yeah. Put now, now that I think in retrospect too, the films versus the TV show, the TV show has more time to develop character and all that. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the films, we only got an hour, two hours. Well, so that, he's a little bit more over the top for yeah. the sake of just mm-hmm. getting that feeling across. Okay, you should be scared of him. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. On well, to plot. <laughs> and in the film, he's already been caught. So like, yeah. there's no reason for him to be putting exactly. on a, a facade. Mm. Am I saying that right? I always I'm terrified I'm saying facade wrong. <laughs> it's like, I'm pretty sure it's facade. Facade? Uh, yeah, facade. Like, there's a movie in uh, Michael facade. American's yeah, where they say facade, and I'm like, it's facade. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so Hannibal always seems to have something on everybody. Like, so Bedelia's talking about, like, why should I lie for you? And he's like, because I'll be, I'll have to lie for you. And then he backs out of the door, like. <laughs> Goes into like, the shadow slowly. <laughs> Just hinting more at that history, right? Where we yeah. Did, the audience don't know mm. which bothers me because we don't find out until season three where, yeah. like I, i'm sorry to spoil that for celeste but i'm like yeah you can live with the pain we have to <laughs> it's like because what happened to her what i don't know so, yeah that's how i'm feeling right now <laughs> yeah because it's like what does he know about her because something suspicious is going on like it, it, bedelia becomes a really big character in season two and i really like that and like i love the actress too so she's amazing I really like how um, 
I think her her being so quiet and so like so, such an ice queen has to do with the fact that she's scared of him too. Like I know, like me and JJ have uh, have more foreknowledge of what of like who she becomes and stuff like that. But it still like freaks me out that she's so like. <laughs> she's so afraid of him you could see it like why does he keep going to her like i don't know like can does he not see that she's afraid of him like uh, like i think he does she does like i think he does like that is interesting and then because like when you first see her she kind of like you know they're having their sessions so it kind of seems like okay between them but like the more like he sees her the more i see that she's getting like more, nervous yeah. yeah around him i was like oh i thought you know he was she was kind of higher than him in a way I think she is, yeah. Well, <laughs> she is. <laughs> um, just, uh, like, cause in like, in case you're new to the podcast, we're trying to go as if we don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, because Celeste is still. Uh, they plus, keep things from me. <laughs> yeah, Celeste is new, but me and JJ have seen the whole series, so we're just trying to act like we haven't seen what's going yeah. to happen. They always like give these knowing looks to each other. <laughs> so, yeah, but I say I something. <laughs> It's like sad. <laughs> you would have found interesting too when I was watching again that scene when they're having their sessions and he's talking to Bedelia. I, w- I was like, okay, we're at her house. Why are the curtains drawn and why is it so dark? Her like, house is so plain. Like, it's so minuscule. I mean, like, it is. It's minimal. Nice. It's yeah. very nice too. But yeah. no, I just noticed that. I was like, it's really kind of dark. Like, it's, it's well lit enough, like, by natural light that we can still see our characters and mm-hmm. do the scene. But I was like, seriously, like, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, I was kind of thinking to myself. Now, if you are afraid of him, me, I would like open all the fucking windows. (laughs) Almost like you know when you just finished watching a scary movie, you turn on all the lights. (laughs) You make sure like light, light is safe. Yes. Whereas it's pretty dark in there, and I'm just like, like, why would you sit with Hannibal in the dark? (laughs) Yeah, it seems kind of if you're afraid of him. You know, it's like again, it might be just odd to me because I already we. We know what's gonna happen. We know it's, or we already know what's gonna happen. But not even that. Even us as the audience coming in fresh to this episode, we already know Hannibal's like this bitch who did everything. Yeah. Even then, it's like Hannibal like requests it from the beginning. Oh, maybe really. Yeah, we don't really see that. It's like yeah, I have a migraine. Can you close the window? (laughs) (laughs) But I always found that interesting. Yeah, just like I was like, why are you meeting him in the dark? Well, and it seems kind of illicit too, like because uh, closing the window, uh, closing the curtains. What does that remind you of? It's like illicit activities, like oh, they're having like relations. You know what I mean? Like that's what it, it signifies, right? So it's like um, I think it's like secrecy. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like it's so illicit. Like it's oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Oh yeah, for for film purposes and that underlaying is like yeah, that it invokes secrecy. Uh, yay! Celeste, you're so good. <laughs> this God. is why I'm here, folks. If we, were, if we were writing an essay, I'd be like, that's a good one. I would put that in there. Like, I don't think it's a Tumblr essay. Yeah. But yeah, like, cause, uh, I think Bedelia is one of the coolest characters in the show in terms of like how she interacts with Hannibal. Because she knows who he is. She keeps saying, like, oh yeah, like they, they're going to find out pretty soon. Like, stop acting like an asshole. Yeah, like, stop doing things. I think like she does care about him in the way he cares about Will, I think. Uh, I don't know. Like, I never got that impression. No. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like a... I think everything she does towards Hannibal is self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Because that's, I think that's the secret, is she knows what Hannibal is, but doesn't at the same time. Yeah. I think it's the thing they're alluding to. She knows something about Hannibal. So she's always very weary and just kind of cautious. 
and I think, yeah, anything she does up to this point is self-preservation. Yeah, I like how she immediately tells him that she's not his friend. Yeah, like, yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> like, because like it's kind of wrong. Like he, that's pretty, um, pretty. Uh, was it Franklin of him to think that she's his friend? I'm like, yeah, yeah. like she's your, your therapist, dude. Like boundaries. boundaries. Yeah, it's like you, you and yeah, I are friends. That's real too. Like, like nah, that's dude. his rules. Yeah. Well. It's like, you're not friends with Franklin. Like, dude, like, I know she's a hot lady, but chill. Like, so, but it's, uh, it's like, I don't know, I just love it. Uh, but moving on. <laughs> we said it before, Winston runs away every night back to Will's house. Uh, poor little puppy. Like, he still misses him. I, I don't know, I think Will and... Will and Winston should run off into the sunset together. <laughs> so You're like that such would best be, buddies. I love it. Well, that would be the end of the ep- that would be the end of season two for That's me. Not the good ending. <laughs> it's like they walk off into the sunset and everything's good. <laughs> I tried reading this one fan fiction once where Winston, for some reason, turned into a person. Oh no! I tried reading it. I think I only got like maybe three paragraphs through because they just throw you right into it. That's he's like a human the, being. He's a human being. <laughs> And Will and Hannibal are talking about, like, what do we do? <laughs> and I'm like, um, I can't. <laughs> so I didn't that finish it. That kind of reminds me. You know how you guys explain, like, Alpha and Omega to me? Because I don't really I don't even it. know what that is, though. <laughs> I just, like, turn it off. Yes, I know what you mean. It's <laughs> <laughs> for anybody who, like, you know, loves this <laughs> this sort of, like, story. But I happened to, like, come upon, like, a fanfic that had that theme. Like, I didn't know it had that theme until it like, got to, like, the point where, like, oh, um, you know, he has a like, certain smell. and oh, those men kissing? <laughs> so I don't really care about that part. But it's both, it's both, like, I don't know. I guess they had a kid. And they're like, oh, wait, but it's, like, an Omega. He's supposed to be an elf. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> oh, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're bringing up fanfic, I started reading every space dog fanfic I could find because I really Yay! the one JJ recommended to me had such adorable dialogue. I really loved I it. Like it was so funny because like it, like I like because yeah like a lot of fanfic is like pornography and it's like sometimes a you want to yeah, yeah since, sometimes you want to read something that's funny. That's cleverly written. I still didn't appreciate how they infantize the will in the same universe, but I was like, okay, I'm okay with that. Because it's cute. It's adorable. Well, he's not even Will. He's Adam. That's the thing. Yeah. But he's like... He's a completely different character. (laughs) I know. After after I finished reading that and the part two of that whole thing, yeah, I was thinking to myself, now, is this appropriate considering what the Adam character is, you know? Uh And I was just thinking, like, you know what? I can't tell. Because, well, one, I've never actually dealt with an Adam character in my life, like, in real life. Yeah, a person dealing with autism. Yeah, so I'm always kind of like, because they are people too. He's an adult male, technically. But then it's like, do you treat them like children? Yeah. Do you treat them like, not like yeah, almost like children, or at least an, a teenager? Mm. You know, is that's where you get that whole like, you shouldn't <laughs> be romantic with anybody who has a little bit of a smaller of. See, I can't even say appropriate language for it because I don't know. I've never been mm-hmm. taught and I've never been around it. So, well, it seems like he is. Um, I, <laughs> anyway. I, I, get, I get what you mean. Like he is, he's kind of a child. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, Adam in this context. And I think they really dealt with it properly in terms of that, that Nigel never forces any... Like, okay, we're talking about... Today's we're, okay, we're talking about the yeah. space that Okay, so Nigel never treats him... Like, never does anything that Adam doesn't want. Yeah. So Adam does initiate everything. So that's cute. I like that. Yeah. I also like the interactions uh, Nigel and Darko have. Like, that's <laughs> so funny. I just love that. I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to send it to... <laughs> to I'm just remembering that whole fiction now. Yeah, it's very cute. Okay, red balloon, red balloon, red balloon. <laughs> yeah, because there's this whole section where, um, uh, like, there's a whole point where Adam's helping him deal with, with Nigel's anger, and Nigel has to visualize his anger as a red balloon. Yeah. And so that's a huge theme of the fanfic, where he's just like, it'd be so often to see the red balloon Blue. in his mind. And so now whenever I get angry, I think about it, too. I'm like, uh, red balloon, red balloon. <laughs> But, anyway. <laughs> but we'll move on. Yeah, we'll Don't move worry, on. audience. I'm but no, lost you were, too. <laughs> what, what brought it up was infanticide. Infant, how do you say it? Infan uh, making children of the characters. Yeah. Also, we can't say the word. <laughs> that actually just came up recently with uh, one of my favorite artists that I was showing you. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't have it on my phone anymore. Oh, yeah, the one that made uh, Hannibal like kind of a uh, like a fawn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her, oh, yeah. Her. Well, uh, she did uh, a recent artwork recently. Um, well, she did it a while ago, but anyway, the original photo was, she did a drawing of, uh, Mass Mickelson, uh, using the inspiration from a character he did a while ago. His character was, like, a porn industry character or something. He was a porn star. Why am I not watching that movie? Anyway, <laughs> it's a younger Mass. He's probably in his 30s and he's got blonde hair and it's just, like, really bright blonde hair. Anyway, she uses that as a reference and drew Hannibal as like this pastel wearing just really <laughs> flamboyant kind of character. Anyway, anyway, he does look kind of boyish, but if anyone at all is familiar with Mass, his work, his characters, Hannibal, any of that, knows that he's fucking like at least 30 in these in this artwork. Anyway, she drew a thing recently she drew him with an older, taller Will, uh, or I guess um, Hugh character from another movie. I don't. I wasn't familiar with it because, but I just know. I just know that it's Hugh slash Will, whatever. Anyway, someone said you are infant, infant, whatever that word is. You're making him a baby, and therefore it is like borderline pedophilia. It is this and that, and all this artwork, and. Sure enough, she 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 poor artist freaking out, and I'm just Aww. like, no, he's like, thirty in the picture. Yeah. Now, as far as I know, this is only one comment. Like maybe one or two people made these comments to her. Everyone else is like, dude, <laughs> we know that in your artwork, the character's like fucking thirty. You know, mm -hmm. he's just acting this way for like whatever fan fiction thing you're doing. We we all know. But I felt so bad, and then I thought to myself, well, you know what? This actually is a recurring theme in a lot of artwork is... Making them younger? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Wait, I'm going to show... <laughs> like, like, and I've read like... worse fan fiction, <laughs> you know, where uh, there's one where Will is an adult and Hannibal's 16 when he found... Or he was 12 or something when he found Ooh. him. And then it's like one, two chapters, he's 12. And then two chapters, he's 16. That's kind of uh, grooming in that yeah. sense. And the Hannibal character, like, kisses Will and Will's like, no, that's bad. <laughs> And then he turns 18, and I think he, like, kisses him again, and then it's sort of okay, because he's at least legal. But Will's, like, that's the whole struggle of the fan fiction, is Will's, like, no. <laughs> no, no, no. And then finally, the Hannibal character goes to, you know, goes to college and all that. He's a legal age. He's an adult now. But he's still, like, this weird father-son figure. That's what the whole fan fiction talks about. Mm -hmm. So... 
I've read worse <laughs> than this freaking artwork. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to show Celeste what young Hannibal looks like in the universe of the show, which we won't see until later. Hmm. So, this is what he looks like in the show uh, as a young man. Ooh. So, he's like, he's obviously like 25. Oh, yeah, that I love. Yeah. yeah nice I've tried to draw that. I know. I'm just like, oh my god, that's such a good picture. I know what I saw it the first time. There's like this post going around where Will's looking at the picture. Can I like, have this in Will's time? <laughs> and he's like, oh no, he's hot. <laughs> But it's like, um, like Mads is always gonna look super old. Like not super old, but he's always gonna look of age. Yeah, like, and I think he started acting when he was like twenty five, anyway. So it's not like he. Hmm. But still, that I sounds see. like grooming. But anyway, moving on. No, he was actually thirty. I think he was already in his thirties when, when he started, started acting. Yeah, yeah uh, more regularly anyway. Okay. He was in his twenties. It was mostly like a, a dancer and all that. And I just want to say, on a medical note, I think the only reason he always looks older in everything you do, but at the same time looks about the same, is because he's such a heavy. <laughs> well, and he also doesn't really have a lot of body fat on him. Like, yeah. Because he, um, like, body fat, like, round cheeks always make you look younger. That's why I always get carded when I go to the bar. <laughs> but he always had, had sharp facial features, so even when he was 18, he looked like he could be, like, 27. Yeah. Like, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but in a, like, he, he looks older than he is. It's the same thing with Clyde Barker. Clyde Barker always looked like he was going to be, like, 90. Well, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> but he always looked older than he was. But anyway, throwing shade left and right. (laughs) It's like all the guys I like. I wanted to bring this up too because there's a bit where uh, the really cool part of the show is when uh, Alana's helping Will recover his memories. Memory recovery is a bit Mm. of a pseudoscience, though. Yeah, Um, I was gonna say. (laughs) Yeah, it is used in therapy, but is not recognized in the DSM four, which is like the psychology textbook of Mm. everybody, and is not recommended by most mental health professionals. Through the use of drugs, hypnosis, and age regression therapy, people are supposed to uncover hidden memories usually related to childhood sexual abuse. Rate of recall for traumatic events is more than 80% and increases for such intense traumatic events as seeing a family member die, uh, childhood sexual abuse, or uh, wartime activity. So, like, if you were involved in the war, you'd remember that really, really well. So, memory recovery therapy can actually do more harm than good, and it can lead to the creation of false memories. So don't use it because a lot of people have used, <laughs> have been sued because like uh, a psychologist, I was reading up that a psychologist was actually sued by the father of one of his patients because she he had implanted in her the memory that she was abused by her father, which never happened. And yeah, like it's pretty like scary stuff because it's like, am I right? Do I know? Like, bah. so mm-hmm. don't use it. <laughs> don't do it. But I really liked Alana as that oil witch. She looks so cool. Like, that's what I call her, oil witch. Oh, what did I call her? I think I called her, like, a demon. <laughs> yeah, because she looks so scary. Like, her whispering the whole time, that freaked me out. Yeah, like, it's like, it's so weird, right? Like, how... Like, is Will actually seeing that? Or is that, like, for us? That's where I was a little confused, but I was like, I'll roll with it. Um, because that means he is super susceptible and easily, like, for the power of suggestion. It yeah. was weird. Because, like, she turned into this weird thing and then, like, she the face goes to kiss him and then, like, disappears. And then it's like... Like, she covers him with yeah. her essence. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the point is, yeah, to help pull out memories. And all mm-hmm. he ends up doing is, like, rebuilding this whole fantasy room inside Hannibal's house and then seeing the Wendigo. And it's, like, all 
again, it's doing that thing where he knows everything, mm-hmm. but it, it built up this wonderful, magical, you know, lovely thing that dreams do where you're seeing what you know, but it's not at all what yeah. will help you. Yeah. Like, I just so. love the, the gif of it. It looks pretty cool. Like, I just love, like, that she, like, forces his mind into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Apparently, they call the character the muse. The what, muse? Yeah, I was like, she looks more like a witch, mm-hmm. I think. I do like too that they yeah, suggest that uh, yeah. that that whole hypnotizing thing probably wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. They they suggest that it doesn't really work, but at the same time, it did kind of. So why did he like imagine her like that? Do you think it's well? Is she kind of yeah. blames her in a way. Well, yeah, because she doesn't believe him about like I think she gets the impression that she doesn't believe him about like what happened with mm. Will and stuff. But she's like more likely to be on his side than everybody else. Yeah. I always got the idea it was kind of like she's a powerful thing, but she could potentially be toxic is what I got. Yeah, from that she whole... loves like he loves her still probably. Yeah. He holds a he holds a candle for her and like but she's still like this symbol of like something he can't have. Yeah, something like yeah, something dangerous, something like and yet he was still open to it coming at his face. Right. Yeah. I think most people, even in a weird state like that, would flinch. Mm-hmm. Like, like he, he embraces it, it just yeah, goes just, over him washes over him so it's always like i don't know that that's what i kind of got from it i'm sure people have other theory uh <laughs> so chilton's meal at hannibal's house is supposedly veggie but how much did you want to bet that hannibal used like people butter or people people milk? butter because <laughs> <laughs> like what people he like, he probably washed it in like the fluid like the saliva of somebody or something i don't know like i don't know like because it's like he put something in there like either the either the the vinaigrette was like made from people or I don't know. Send me your ideas, people. Send me your ideas. Oh, I, I totally forgot. forgot. Are we Thanks. gonna talk about the fucking one memory that Will got? Oh yeah, this is in my notes right here. I got that. Sorry, I've seen this thing fucking gift so many times, and people um, put st- you know the fake dialogue over top. Sorry, go no. ahead. But before we get to that, uh, this episode made me wonder, how many people can visit Will? Because <laughs> everybody know, right? seems to come there. And he's always, like, there's no visiting hours, it seems like. Like, children's constantly eavesdropping on his conversations. And I'm like, so, he gets visited by Jack, by Hannibal, by Beverly. Uh, we see in the promo commercials for the rest of the season that Bedelia comes and visits him. Uh, who else visits him? Alana, I think. Alana yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, so many people are visiting him. I can't even get, like, people to visit me at work without it being a big hassle. So it's like, <laughs> but, yeah, and I really liked how hurt Will looked when he realized that Beverly was only visiting because of the case. That was so sad. I'm yeah, like, oh, like she's I was like, surprised to yeah, see you. And then it's like, I'm um, only here because of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy. Only when people need something. So was that. <laughs> but, I, but I was really creeped out by the stitches on the on the mosaic dude. Because um, like when I was a kid, I had stitches in my hand. And I was the most popular kid in grade one. Because my teacher had to clean them out every two, every four hours. Ew. Mm-hmm. So, like, every, yeah. <laughs> so every time, like, I ha- like everybody would gather around to watch my hand be cleaned, and I felt like the coolest kid, because, like, my, it was, like, off the here, so I was, like, Frankenstein. It was great. But, yeah, it just freaked me out. Uh, Your moment of popularity. I was, like, yeah, I'm popular. And now I'm the queen of summertime. So. Uh, but, anyway, we were alluding to what uh, JJ was talking about, the ho- uh, the memory that Alana's able to bring out of Will. Hmm. The scene where we find out how Will got the ear. Abigail's ear in his stomach. 
And so the Holocene and Will's memory of Hannibal shoving the ear down his throat Ugh. was gross. It I was so gross. I forgot the scene was this early in the season. Like, when it came up, I was like, no, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, gagging the whole time. <laughs> well, because the sound the hose makes sounded really visceral. I love that sound. Yeah, I, when like, I was listening again, because I was I always, almost always watch the show with headphones, mm-hmm. right? I was like, I know that sound. You know when you're, like, pulling really tight on, uh, on, um... Packing, ta- packing yes. tape? Like that. The- <laughs> That's what it sounds like. And I was yeah, like, That's fucking so awesome. <laughs> I was like so grossed out by that. Because you could, like, they don't show him shoving the pipe. Oh, it sounds terrible. <laughs> I see the shoving the pipe. <laughs> I've heard every deep throat joke you got. So. <laughs> He's putting the tubing into yeah. his throat. And it's like, you, you see Hannibal doing it and like the reaction to Will like freaking out about it. Like, cause he's like obviously comatose and it's just so gross. I'm looking gross. at a gif of it. If you're wondering what I'm looking at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just the part where Hannibal is just like petting his head. Anyway, yeah, that was like um, the part that gets gift all the time. I'm like, you guys suck. It's like <laughs> so disturbing, yeah. though. I just like imagining like feeling something being like forced, forced on you. Like, <laughs> you know? There's like no like like innocent way of saying this. You just yeah. gotta, you just gotta say well, it. And he probably can't breathe. Like, he, like because it's like because he's forcing it into his stomach, right? And mm-hmm. he can, probably is not being able to breathe the whole time that Hannibal's doing. Well, his that. his uh, nose is, a, is but free. he's. It's still in his airway, though. Like, I don't know why I did that work at this point. It's like, it's <laughs> oh, I get you. <laughs> what I found interesting, too, like, after I watched it again, I was like, well, after, you know, geeking out about the entire scene itself, I was like, you know what? I'm surprised, but I guess maybe, I don't know, not enough. It wasn't in his throat long enough. After I had surgery, they said my throat would uh, hurt because of, they put in that breathing the tube. tube yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, that was never mentioned. He never mentions, like, the next day when he, like, he's feeling sick and that stuff. He is... That is sore throat. You know, like, to me, I don't know. If It would have been a clue, I think, at least in the long run. <laughs> I don't know. That something was forced down his throat. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah oh, my, I'm just know. trying to, I'm just trying to look up the YouTube clip for it, and it's all, like, Hannibal Crack, Hannibal Crack. I'm like, damn it, I just want the clip, people. I know. Crack. Hannibal Crack, <laughs> Because people, um... I've seen it a million times where people post, uh, isolate the audio of Will gagging on that tube to have him gagging on something else. Oh, for goodness sake. And so, um, <laughs> okay, and, I'm all for Hannah Graham, but come on, guys. I was like, dude, Chill. he was having a, a, a freaking tube forced down his throat to have him framed for killing his daughter, his surrogate daughter. I'm like, okay, I can get, like, I'm into one messed up family. I'm like, I'm into some creepy shit too. <laughs> it was too It was far. just like, I don't know, it was really gross to see Hannibal, like, putting that ear and like yeah just like shoving, shoving it down, it down. like it was like it, it kind of like i don't want to minimize uh sexual assault but that's what it felt like to me mm-hmm. i'd agree yeah no i agree that that's certainly like again it seems like this that totally reminds that remind you in the fandom you know like okay yes have fun with these characters in your fan fiction your fan art you know whatever mm-hmm. it's a tv show but it, in scenes like this hannibal's bad hannibal's a fucking bastard and yeah. asshole and that's like yeah that's complete like you know he had to like drug will up you know he had to do all this and, well, and all that I got the but still keep will- him relatively yeah. conscious so that he could still do stuff well i thought was just- that will was probably in one of his like blackouts probably yeah, yeah. and that's like the worst thing <laughs> probably in the fucking world is taking advantage of someone when they're not conscious yeah, yeah, yeah. i believe yeah. we debate this all the time <laughs> In female culture, unfortunately, you know, it's like one of the biggest arguments we have. We're not 
We're not yes away to anything. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's just one of those things I struggle with in the fandom. It's just like, I love this show. I love the fan fiction. I love the art. And then, ugh. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, it's a bastard. Because the highest compliment I can give their relationship is it is abusive. Like, mm. at least on Will's end. Like, because, like, he... Up to a point. <laughs> so, yeah, like, See, I'm, I fight it every day. But yeah, like that was one of the most gross. That was the grossest, most uncomfortable scenes ever, and I, it always makes me feel awkward when I see people gif it as something more than it something is. else. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, dudes, come on! Like, it's you a know, serious scene. Yeah, you know the context, man. Like, like, cause uh, Hugh Dancy, attractive man, not attractive in that scene because he's having an ear forced down his throat, and I'm like, and they show the inside of his throat and stuff, and like, I'm like, uh. Oh, just like imagine him like waking up and like feeling something, something in his there. Throat, and that's yeah. why he like threw up. That's what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and it creeps me out too because like all the noises he was making, it wasn't pleasant like for him to do that. Like he was like slightly awake the whole time, and like they're just forcing it. Yeah, down that's why that's you know he has some memory because mm-hmm. he was slightly aware Wait. of what's happening. He just forgot it. And I hated mm. that Hannibal was trying to make it like a, as gent like as gentle as possible. Quote fingers because he's like cobbling Will's face afterwards. And I'm like, uh, you it makes me so mad. <laughs> I was like so pissed. I'm like, oh, that made me so angry. Like the sort of like pseudo like comfort he was trying to provide him. It's oh, like, really? You yeah. think so? Me, I, I was thinking, like, he was just trying to leave no impressions that he was mishandled physically, because you don't want bruises, you don't want anything. Oh, uh, okay, so thank you for the, making sense. <laughs> but to me, like, yeah, there was probably, like, the way it's framed and shot, it does look like he's kind of, like, coddling him and petting like, him. Oh, but to me, it was more like, good, you're normal, you I haven't have left any, any marks, marks. Yeah. I haven't left any evidence. Like, it was, like, to me, it's too clinical, you know? Sure, there's probably something in the back of Hannibal's mind. But Where he's like, oh, poor baby. Yeah. yeah, but the rest of it's just completely clinical and just fucking psychopathic. <laughs> 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 fucking serial killer. <laughs> but I love the freaking scene where um, Hannibal's again in his office looking at the empty chair in the time frame that he's probably <laughs> Will's appointment. I'm like, damn it, you're such a drama queen. He's in jail because of you. <laughs> I know. It's like, you don't get to feel bad about that. <laughs> it's like, you I'm not allowed. I was like, you fucking asshole. I've seen so many like yeah like cannibal crack and uh, uh gifts where people make comments like that it's like <laughs> I, it's like uh, i don't know how to hit on will i think i'll frame him for murder <laughs> then he'll know how i feel yeah, it was, it was, it was something celeste posted about uh it was this comic about this girl hitting on a guy and she hits him really hard oh, yeah. and she's like who told you that guys like to be hit when they're flirting with it it's like what the hell amanda what yeah. she's talking to this little she's girl she's like in the playground <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, but I guess we almost come to the end of the show. Yeah. So, uh, one more thing I wanted to say. We get to see the uh, mosaic at the end, and mm-hmm. I love the music for that scene. I shit my pants listening to it. It was terrible. <laughs> like, it was, like, uh, freaking Shining, basically. And I just love that scene. It's like, I love the two interconnected episodes for the first of the part of the season with that mosaic. It's pretty cool. But, yeah, so it's like, for this episode, what was your favorite and non-favorite bits? Celeste. Probably, like, the the fighting scene definitely was my favorite. I also, like, wrote something here how you can tell the season has a bigger budget because of, like, the reflective. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man, this is going to be good. <laughs> it's like the Kill Bill, like, the bride thing with the sword. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, the, like, the fighting scene was really cool. And also, like, Will in his, like, fishing outfit. It was adorable. I know. I was like, oh, he's so cute. And his waders. Just like, Let's see. Least favorite was probably, like, the... I felt so sorry for that guy that got kidnapped. Like, oh, when he yeah. went outside to, like, oh, yeah. check out his car. I was like, no, it's a trap. Don't go out there. No. <laughs> and then, yeah, then after, like, the last scene, he, like, his hand was, like, so to his face. And he's, like, screaming and, like, oh, like around these dead bodies. Ugh. It was <laughs> yeah. so gross. Like, imagine how bad it smells in there. Like, <laughs> like that's my so big gross. thing. Like, I think if the show had smell-o-vision, I would not watch it. I'm just like, yeah. oh, is, that, is that 4D? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you're just feeling your nose hairs. I'm like, ew. <laughs> how about you, JJ? What's your least, favorite and least favorite bit of this episode? Let's see. There's just so much. <laughs> um, yeah. For once, I gotta say, probably my favorite stuff are all with Will mm-hmm. uh, in prison, uh, just kind of chilling in his cell, doing all the things he's you know he can only do so much, uh, and mostly too I was always bl- uh, blanking back to all the bloopers <laughs> from season two, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh yeah, <laughs> I remember that. That's funny, um, but yeah, and mostly I just like everything Will in this episode. Mm-hmm. I just love because mm-hmm. you you feel for him because you know he's. He's innocent, and you just want to know, like, okay, what's he, what are we going to do here, and all that. And I guess the least favorite probably is probably just, yeah, I still don't like Jack Crawford. (laughs) (laughs) I think Jack makes it easy to not like him. Yeah. But Jack is a hard character to play. Like, uh, Jack Crawford in Silence of the Lambs was like, he's willingly putting this child in danger. Like, how Mm. old is Clarice in that, in that show? Probably, like, at most 25. Yeah. And he's putting her in danger with this serial killer, knowing that, like, she Mm. she could be easily manipulated by him. And I'm like, Jack is an asshole. (laughs) Like, you, you do know, like, because from the first scene, you know that he'll eventually clue in. There's a fight that proves it. But meanwhile, you're just like, Jack. <laughs> slow burn. <laughs> we have to wait 12 Figure weeks for this shit. They ate everybody. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, but Oh, can I say something? Oh, yeah, Reason, like, there's like a scene where they show like the the window like coming from the like the water. That, that honestly crazy. scared me. That was like I felt so disturbed seeing that. It's like just like seeing the antlers and like the the, like, the dark. It, like the eyes too it's just, and the ugh. shoulders freak me out the most because he looks like a demon or something it's like oh. I was like the, I don't know it was like the scariest thing to me from this show <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about something uh, uh, non-podcast related but I'll talk to you <laughs> you just reminded me write it down on the notes take a note anyway yeah. but it's like uh, that part scared me too because it's Will's palace right Will's mind palace mm. and this thing is invading it it's like a, it's 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 like a physical manifestation of his encephalitis. Like it's a it's a parasite that's in his head, and it's always going to be there now. And I like how it switched from the stag to, to the, a person to a, to a person coming mm-hmm. out of the water. Yeah, it's like the scariest. I thing. don't think we see the stag anymore. No, because the stag more like the stag was in his mind palace, but then that it was, became that, that Wendigo called... coming out of the water. Yeah. That's what we'll see now because <laughs> he knows what it is. now. Wait, so do we don't see the antlers anymore? Or... We see the antlers, okay, okay. but not like not the like actual like okay. deer stag. Because he knows what the stag we'll, is. We'll now, see yeah. the antler man. Okay, <laughs> but uh, my favorite was probably what was my favorite bit of the show. My favorite bit of the show was probably the oil witch. I love that. I'm going to mm. call her that from now on. Oil I wish there was oil more. Witch. Yeah, because uh, it's like, it, it's such a good, like, because film is a hard medium because it's like, mm. how do you represent her going into his mind? 
that's a cool way to do it because it's mm. a visual medium, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my least favorite bit was probably the tubing scene because that was like the most <laughs> uncomfortable I've ever seen. Like, uh, I don't know, people think that sexual assault scenes have to be graphic and I'm like, you don't see what's happening to most of that scene but you know what's going on and it's really uncomfortable. Like, it, like it, I think a lot more people would have felt more uncomfortable too if Will had been a woman. Like, because that's kind of, ooh. Like, I bet you that's why, like, I think sometimes... Oh, that's okay. I think that's why a lot of sometimes the fandom just doesn't really look at it that way because they don't see a yeah you don't see a female form and to most women assault is something different it's almost always has something to do with our genitalia most of the time we don't really think about the mouth too much and in that case yeah I think most normal people don't see a sexualization of that (laughs) and yet when you do you want to in a good way which is the twisted thing the fandom has done but yeah no I agree yeah Yeah, sexual like um like, I, I was thinking about this when I was writing the notes for myself today about how I'm, every single motive I have in this show is, like, it's always sexual. <laughs> like, I'm like, what the hell does it say about me? Like, so, it's uh, like, what are Hannibal's... What is Hannibal getting out this? A sexual thrill? And, like, J- uh, JJ's always like, Sonia, it's not always about that. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not always about the D, Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, but, yeah, where can we all find you on the interwebs? On the w- interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Tumblr and Instagram at Satuma, S-A-T-U-M-W-A-H. And you can find me on Tumblr and Twitter as JJ Neeps. And you can find me on Instagram as JJ Neepin Films. And you can find me on Twitter as Honey underscore Child. And on Tumblr as Honey dash Child. And on Instagram as Ceranic Nanu, the female Green Lantern. Um, you can also find all of three of us on Twitter as HHBocci. On Tumblr as Hannibal's Horny Abachi and on Instagram as Hannibal's Horny Abachi. So, I think we have an email too, Hannibal's Horny Abachi. It's all pretty much Tumblr or Twitter. <laughs> but we enjoy getting comments, even though it's mostly from uh, JJ's sister and Kira, who are like, yeah. when are you guys coming back? It's been more than a month. Because, <laughs> 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 okay, yeah, Kira has been sending us, uh, sending me messages about what we should talk about and how, why aren't we going to the, the Hannibal Con in, in November? And I'm like, oh, maybe we could. We like, could, maybe. But that's during festival season in Canada, so yeah. it's kind of difficult for me and JJ to do it, because I will be in Toronto in September, most likely. And we'd rather invest in film festivals. Yeah. I'm broke as... Uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> that's how we all are. So yeah. But yeah, please email, tell people about, tell your friends about the show. Yeah, and like just spread the word of our season two rewatch because it's back. gonna be fun. <laughs> we're, we're back, back better. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> We've been here for years. <laughs> but we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.